Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 334. It is Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and wanna cry? This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Good morning, happy hump day, and most importantly, more importantly, it is World Backup Day 2021. When was the last time you backed up your data? And I don't mean that hard drive dangling off the back of your computer that may or may not be working. I mean a real backup that has separate logging credentials and is protected from ransomware attack and can be verified that the backup completed and that you can verify that the restoration is possible. When was the last time you did that? It's studies show that more than 40% of all people, all businesses, uh, only back up once a year or less, and that is not good. You need to be more paranoid like I am. Wherever you listen to this, if you could like, listen, yeah. Let's try that one again. Wherever you listen to this, if you could like, comment, review, or share, that would be spectacular. If you do that, then I can almost guarantee that I will continue to do this till the next World Backup Day, which will be March 31st of 2022. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, type get HIPAA compliance into the search and join the group. We have some HIPAA news for you today, but before we get to that, VMware fixes bug allowing attackers to steal admin credentials. So VMware has published security updates to address a high severity vulnerability in vRealize operations that could allow attackers to steal admin credentials after exploiting vulnerable servers. And if you don't know what vRealize is, vRealize operations is an AI-powered and self-driving IT operations management tool for private, hybrid, and multi-cloud environments available as an on-premises or software as a solution solution. That's a little redundant. Uh, the vulnerability was discovered and reported to VMware by Positive Technologies web security researcher Igor Dimitrenko, and they have released a patch, so you should be moving on up in vRealize. The, the flaw is rated at 8.6 out of 10 severity, so you should update ASAP. On threat post, SolarWinds attackers accessed DHS emails, says a report. Current and former administration sources say the nation-state attackers were able to read the Homeland Security Secretary's emails, among others. The SolarWinds cyber attackers compromised the head of the Department of Homeland Security under former President Trump and other top-ranking members of the department's cybersecurity staff, according to a report. In the campaign, adversaries were able to use SolarWinds Orion network management platform to infect targets by pushing out a custom backdoor called Sunburst via Trojanized product updates. So we're not going to rehash um, the whole supply chain attack. We should all be familiar with it at, at this point. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, there were supposedly 18, well, let's, let's, let me rephrase that. So the, the, compromised patch was pushed pushed out pushed out to 18,000 organizations around the world and that included several federal agencies here in the US and Microsoft and FireEye and um, a couple other high level IT companies um, 
so now they're saying that the attackers also compromised DHS email, Department of Homeland Security emails, as a result of that attack. So I've said, you know, when when we talked about it more frequently, for a little while we were talking about it almost daily, I said that we would see more fallout from this as we continued, and we're, we're continuing to see fallout at least a couple times a week. So U.S. government warns that buying fake COVID-19 vaccine cards is a crime, and it's not really cybersecurity related, but thought I would share it. U.S. federal agencies have warned today against making or selling fake COVID-19 vaccination record cards as this is breaking the law. The FBI, the Department of Health and Human Services, and the Office of Inspector General issued the warning today in a form of public service announcement published on the Internet Crime Complaint Center, the IC3 uh, website. Additionally, using fake vaccination records, record cards could also put others at risk, increasing the chance of contracting COVID-19 or infecting others as, you know, that's pretty much common sense. But if you are thinking or thought about or have actually done it using a fake vaccine card, rethink it because I think they're going to take that pretty seriously. Scammers target target universities in ongoing IRS phishing attacks. It's that time of the year again. So here we are. The IRS is warning of ongoing phishing attacks impersonating the IRS and targeting educational institutions. The attacks use tax refund payment baits and mainly focus on university staff and students with .edu email addresses. The phishing emails appear to target university and college students for both public and private, profit and nonprofit institutions, the U.S. Revenue Service said. Uh, they're using tax returns, tax refunds as lures, and then looking to gather further information such as social security number, first and last name, date of birth, prior year, annual gross income, driver's license number, current address, city, state, U.S. territory, zip code, postal code, electronic filing, PIN. So they can maybe reroute your tax returns. Um, the IRS is not going to email you. They don't do that. Now, as far as the individual tax services, I don't know how they operate each one. But if you're in doubt, call the tax preparer. Call your tax preparer. If somebody's pe- preparing your taxes for you, pick up the phone. But the IRS will not email you. So if you're getting an email from the IRS, it's not the IRS. Bleep a computer, Microsoft Exchange attacks increase while WannaCry gets a restart. Oh boy, the recently patched vulnerabilities in Microsoft's exchange have sparked new interest among cybercriminals who increased the volume of attacks focusing on the particular vector. While ransomware attacks have increased in frequency in the past six months, cybersecurity company Checkpoint last week noticed a surge in incidents targeting Microsoft exchange servers vulnerable to the so-called proxy logon critical bugs. We've talked about it many times, but even with patching moving at a rapid pace, Companies saw attempted attacks triple across the globe, counting tens of thousands. According to Microsoft, there were about 82,000 vulnerable exchange servers on March 14th, so just two weeks ago, a little more than two weeks ago. About a week later, the number dropped considerably to roughly 30,000 exposed machines as per data from Risk IQ. Telemetry data from Checkpoint last week showed more than 50,000 attack attempts globally, most of them aimed at organizations in the government, military, manufacturing, banking, finance sectors. Almost half of the exploit attempts occurred in the U.S., 49%, by far the most appealing region compared to other countries, where Checkpoint recorded far fewer incidents, U.K. at 
percent, Netherlands and Germany both four percent. The company saw fifty fifty-seven percent rise in ransomware attacks over the past six months at a global level. More worrisome is a constantly monthly increase of nine percent since the beginning of the year. Aside from the normal ransomware strains observed, Maze, Ryuk, and Rebel, which I thought Maze was shut down. Um, so I'm not sure why that's there. The company notes a 53% swell in the number of organizations affected by the warmable WannaCry ransomware. You may remember WannaCry outbreak um, almost four years ago. Yeah, it's right here actually. Almost four years ago, the WannaCry outbreak propagated through NSA's Eternal Blue for Windows Server message block, causing hundreds of millions of U.S. dollars in damages in just a few days. Remember, organizations were completely shut down. Um, and, and then somebody discovered a kill switch. Oh, that's also right here. Look at that. It spread was contained after security researcher Marcus Hutchins discovered a kill switch and Microsoft released patches. Over 200,000 computers were affected by the attacks. The malware has not been eradicated, though. Security firms continue to detect WannaCry. Even these days in January, it was Trend Micro's top ransomware detection. So that's a little concerning to me. So what are they coming after? I don't know if SMB. So SMB was the target. SMB1, server message block one, was the target. So I don't know if they found another way in or... Uh, but WannaCry is still running rampant. Ransomware home health firm reports second cloud vendor incident. This is on InfoRisk today.com a home healthcare company says a data breach affecting more than 753,000 patients employees and former workers stems from a ransomware attack on its private cloud hosted by managed service providers the company reported a similar incident 15 minutes 15 months ago not minutes months lake success new york based personal touch holding corp which operates about 30 personal touch home care subsidiaries in about a dozen states says it discovered on january 27th that it experienced a cybersecurity attack on the private cloud hosted by its managed service provider. The notification statement does not name the vendors involved. A breach notification report filed with the Maine Attorney General's Office notes that the incident involved ransomware and affected 753,107 individuals, including 93 residents of that state. PTHC declined to provide additional information about the incident to Information Security Media Group. In January 2020, PTHC submitted 16 breach reports on behalf of its subsidiaries in six states to the Department of Health and Human Services. Those involved a ransomware attack on Wyoming, Wyoming Pennsylvania-based Crossroads Technologies, which hosted the home health care provider's cloud-based electronic health records. And I do recall that. Uh, I do remember the Crossroads technology now. In a statement on its website, PTHC says the most recent cyber incident compromised private cloud stored business records of the company and its direct and indirect subsidiaries. So that is not good. I don't it does not say that it is still Crossroads. Um, so I don't know if it is or not. Sounds like it could be. So that's some scary stuff. But that's a big chunk. Seven hundred fifty-three thousand people. 753,000 records. So when we get more information about that, we will pass it along. And a couple other HIPAA breaches. We have the protected health information of patients of University of Miami Health has been obtained by unauthorized individuals in a ransomware attack on the file transfer service provider Acelion. So yet another victim of the Acelion file transfer application uh, vulnerability, University of Miami Health 
used the Celion's file transfer technology for sharing files that were too large to send via email. University of Miami said the Acelion solution was only used by a small number of individuals at the university and prompt action was taken to contain the incident. The university has since stopped using Acelion's file transfer services. Investigation into the attack is ongoing and the analysis of the files that were obtained or potentially compromising the attack has not yet been completed, so it is not yet known exactly how many individuals have been affected. So I don't know when they knew this. Um, but I will say this is the right way to do it. So you may not have numbers yet, but you do have to report within 60 days if there's uh, healthcare information involved. Mott Community College has notified 1,612 individuals that files containing their protected health information were obtained by unauthorized individuals prior to the use of ransomware on its systems. When the attack was discovered, a third-party cybersecurity firm was engaged to assist with the investigation to determine the extent of the security breach. The analysis revealed attackers gained access to its network on November 27, 2020, and access remained possible until January 9th, so that's a little more than a month. On January 23rd, Mott, Commun Mott Community College discovered that sensitive data had been exfiltrated by the attackers prior to the use of ransomware and that some of its files related to individuals covered under its self-insured dental plan. A review of those files confirmed they included names, dates of birth, and dental plan enrollment and claims information for individuals covered by the dental plan in 2014 through 2015 and 2019. So, there you have it. That is going to do it for this edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure, and make sure you back up your data.